Welcome to the Birthful Podcast. I'm Adriana Lozada, and today we're talking about writing your birth story. There's a unique healing power that can happen when writing your story without having an audience and getting raw and going to the deep places rather than just sharing the version suitable for light conversation. But how do you get started, and is there a way to make the process a bit easier? What if your birth involved trauma? Jamie Flares tells us more. Stay tuned. This episode of Birthful is brought to you by Expectful, an evidence-based guided meditation app created specifically for those trying to conceive, pregnant, or new moms. Reduce your stress, reduce your complications, and improve your connection to your baby and partner. Learn more and sign up for a free two-week trial at expectful.com slash birthful. The Birthful Podcast, talking to maternity pros to inform your intuition. Hello, mighty mamas and mamas-to-be, mighty dads and dads-to-be, mighty parents and parents-to-be. As always, thank you so, so much for listening and for all the love you give the show. An enormous big thank you to all of you who have subscribed and left a review on iTunes so that we can get the show in even, even in front of more people because that really, truly helps. So if you haven't yet, think about leaving a review on iTunes. A funny thing has started to happen more and more lately is that I find people from Rochester, New York, who have been listening to the show for a while without realizing that I, too, am in Rochester, New York. So clearly, I need to say this more on the show. So yeah, I'm right here in Rochester, people. Reach out. Let me know if you need a doula or if you need help with your baby's sleep, because I do do sleep consultations for pregnant mamas and toddlers as well. And those, frankly, we can do on Skype. So you don't have to live in Rochester, New York for that. No matter where you're listening from. If the lack of sleep has you going crazy, we can fix that. So reach out, send me an email at adriana at birthful.com and let's figure it out. But for doula stuff or for going out and getting a drink of the non-alcoholic or decaf variety, then you have to be in Rochester, New York. Equally, just reach out, send me an email. All right, moving on to today's show, I am super excited to have Jamie Flares here to talk about the power of writing your birth story. Jamie is a mother, writing coach, former college professor, doula, holistic healer, and embodied movement teacher. Jamie, thanks so much for being here. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so, so excited and grateful to be here. Yeah, and so... How this came about is you sent me an email. You have a fabulous book that you've recently written and, and launched and yeah, published called Birth Your Story. And before we started recording, you know, I was kind of saying like, when you first reached out, I have baggage with writing, even though I do a lot of writing. So I was like, oh, sure, I'll look at it. And then I did, and I was so glad that you reached out because the book blew me away of how fabulous, not only how you approach writing birth stories, but how you walk people through writing birth stories and, and the meaning and the deeper possibilities and opportunities that you can, you know, discover through writing. It was, it was so much more than I expected. Thank you so much. I really appreciate those kind words. <laughs> it's great to hear. Yeah, no. So how, yeah. tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, how did you end up with publishing a book this month? 
Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, of course, that's a long story, as most of them are, but I'll keep it a little short. Um, I'm a mother, first of all. Um, I have a four-year-old daughter, and obviously her birth really um, compelled me. You know, it was a huge compelling factor in writing this this book, um, you know, journeying through my own experience with her birth. Uh, really, you know, I felt, you know, that that personal calling to share the birth of my daughter, you know, to express that story. And I also have a long background in writing. And so writing was a natural fit for me. It was a natural outlet um, for me to express the experience of her birth. And so um, going into the writing background, just briefly, um, I have a master's in writing and I've taught writing on the college level for several years. So I definitely understand very intimately that when you say baggage with writing, like I know that I've seen it in my students, I've seen it in myself, I really understand um, that thing that a lot of us have. Um, when it comes to writing, it's often like that daunting task that our English teacher has given us, you know, and we're like, oh, shoot, am I going to do it right? You know, <laughs> like, um, and so we, we do, we come with a lot when it comes to writing. Um, but I've also, you know, it's just been um, a tool that I've used in my own life um, since I was a teenager. Um, and I've used it as a way to process my experiences, to make sense of things that were happening, to clarify what I was going through and what I was feeling inside um, and get through some some pretty big challenges in life. And so I've seen it and I've used it as a tool and as a guide throughout my whole life. Um, and I've offered it as a tool to my students in the college setting and then also privately as I've coached, um, particularly in the last few years, women and men as they um, as they dare to write their story about their birth. So, um, yeah, so I have a lot of um, background in writing and teaching writing. And then I also have a birth business. So, uh, you know, I kind of blended those passions of birth and, and taking care of um, mamas and papas and families uh, with this book work. So it all kind of was like a perfect collaboration of the things that I love most in life. <laughs> yeah, I love when things come together like that. And you yeah. know, it's kind of why I do this podcast, because before I did communication studies. So <laughs> excellent. Yeah. excellent. Um, one of the things that really was so insightful for me from the book was the concept of the master narrative of birth mm. and starting you know, by digging deep into that. Can you can you tell us a little bit more about what that is, the master narrative of birth? Yeah, so the idea of a master narrative is sort of like our cultural story about a particular issue or a subject. So I give in the book, for example, like the idea of the American dream. Like we sort of have this blueprint um, and whether it works for us or not is another issue. But we have this idea of like these are the steps through which you go through in life um, during different stages. Um, and we also have a master narrative about birth. And so, um, and this can be maybe, you know, it, ha it comes with a lot of complexity, but the master narrative is sort of the overall story that our culture gives us about what birth is supposed to look like. And so in the book, I talk about how, um, the master narrative can both serve and, um, hinder us because, um, we, you know, in some sense it serves us in the, in the sense of that it gives us this rough structure, um, that helps us kind of navigate, like as we move into, you know, as we, um, you know, move through conception and into pregnancy and then into birth, we have some semblance of what to expect. And so in some ways the master narrative serves us in that way is that it gives us this rough idea of what this journey looks like. Um, but where we get, um, some, complication with the master narrative is when we feel like it, it basically shapes our expectations about how 
we're supposed to be, how our births are supposed to look, and we're comparing ourselves to this norm. Um, and so that can be tricky because oftentimes those of us who have experiences that fall outside of the master narrative are marginalized. Our voices aren't necessarily heard. Our stories aren't um, um, given um, any kind of validation. And so it's interesting. And so in the book, what I ask women to do, and men as well, is to really really look at what the master narrative is in their perspective. So what is it that culture has told you about birth? Um, you know, what does, what is pregnancy supposed to look like? What is conception supposed to look like? What is your labor supposed to look like? You know, who's supposed to be there with you? What is their role? Um, how are you supposed to be feeling? What are you supposed to be doing? You know, all of these things, like they're all the, um, the things that you're supposed to do, <laughs> sort of, or the way it's supposed to go. And I'm kind of using air quotes right now as I talk. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then, you know, and we, we, we bring awareness to this so that we can see how that narrative has shaped our own or how we've tried to live up to it and how not. And so, and in the book, I, you know, I invite women and men to really explore that. And then also to begin to sort of turn and recognize that, um, we actually have a lot of power to shape the master narrative as more and more of us speak our truths about birth and the more of us really say what's true for us, especially, you know, including when we're, our births sort of match the master narrative, but also when they do not. Um, because the more voices we have at the table, the more inclusive that master narrative becomes. Yeah. And that goes back to the whole idea of, you know, having people come on the show to share their birth stories and just get that different perspective because the master narrative can be so enclosing almost. Right. That yeah. And within a process that's so uncertain and so varied, like birth, every single birth is completely different, that right. it can really affect. And, and at the same time, it's such a powerful and vulnerable experience where you, it takes you to your edge and it's the opportunity to really find out things about yourself. That if you're already going into it with this expectation of this is how it should be, then it's making, you know, it's an added layer of difficulty to the process, Absolutely. whatever you're experiencing. Um, so I really appreciated and started, you know, stepping back and looking first at that and seeing that was like a first aha moment, just going like, oh, I had these expectations that were external and that I placed in myself and I am judging my birth story on, you know, these bases, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm a big fan of deconstructing a lot of that judgment we have around, um, you know, our pregnancies, our births, becoming mothers. You know, there's so much judgment around motherhood. It's like, let's start to dismantle some of that. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's to the service of all of us uh, that we do so. And so I think becoming aware of, oh, these were the things, these were the, the messages that were given to me about what birth was like. Um, and then we can start to see, like, oh, of course I would measure myself up to that. And like, but is that really what I was, you know? You just start to, um, the more awareness you bring to it, the more you're able to see what's really there, you know, rather than just that automatic judgment, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And it lets you go into it with a little bit of more introspection, like that opens the door to exploring what your story was, and then right. finding that there's, you know, value in your story. So what, so why, what is the point? What is the value of writing your birth story? Yeah, you know, about a third of my book is the answer to that question. So I won't be able to cover everything. Um, but there are so many important reasons why writing your birth story can be so important. You know, in the book, I talk about some kind of bigger 
um, more general themes and I kind of have those laid out by chapter. And so I talk about how um, through writing, we're able to remember. So we're able to not just record our stories, but remember them. Um, and we, us women and, and men as well, have a pretty good recall when it comes to our birth experiences because they are so powerful and so transformative to us. So um, we recall the details more so than we might a different kind of experience. But uh, Inevitably, the mind um, forgets details. And so by writing our stories, um, we're able to remember more of our stories, more of the details, more of the nuance, that sort of thing. Um, we can also write to process our birth stories. And so through writing, we gain um, such an interesting ally um, in the writing process, the writing of itself. Um, writing helps us create a witness so that we're actually able to watch and you know, we're able to put our story, which is inside of us, outside of us and begin to look at it from that other perspective, which brings so much insight, so much discovery, so much clarity to our experience. Um, so there's so much about processing our experience. Um, and writing is amazing because we don't have an audience. So when we go to tell our girlfriend or our mother-in-law or the woman at the store what our birth was like, you know, we have a filter. We have this audience to consider. How is my story going to land? Um, do I need to keep it short? You know, should I just give them the facts? Like, what do they actually want to know? Um, rather than with writing, we don't have to worry about how our story is going to land. We get to really write it for ourselves. And we don't have to worry about keeping it short. You know, we can, we can luxuriate in the space that, um, that writing gives us. And through that, we, we learn a lot and we gain a lot for ourselves. And I also talk about writing to claim. Um, so sometimes with birth, we, we don't necessarily feel, because birth is such this powerful, um, sometimes not overpowering, but very, very intense experience that we don't necessarily always feel like we have control of what happened. Um, but we always have control um, and we always have that opportunity to tell our story the way it feels true to us. And so through writing, we can actually claim our stories as our own um, and really gain that sense of sovereignty over what happened. Um, and that can be a really powerful experience, especially if there's healing um, to be done. Mm -hmm. And then the other two things I talk about are um, I talk about writing to heal. So there's lots of ways that we can use writing um, to heal trauma. And there's actually a lot of research done about writing to heal trauma. And so I weave a lot of that into the book. Uh, and then lastly, I talk about writing to honor. So writing gives us this opportunity to really honor our births, no matter what they look like. Um, you know, challenging, beautiful, you know, the whole thing, the whole, the whole of birth can be contained through writing um, and that we can actually honor our stories, ourselves, our children, birth itself, life itself through writing our birth stories. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and just acknowledging that there's so many processes to writing the story is something, it's almost a necessity to write the story. Like there is so much healing and, and honoring and claiming it that can happen. But I don't think we pay attention to the fact that we actually need to create some time or space to right. do these things, to process. And because it is an intense experience in our lives. And, right. you, you know, we need to take a little step back and put perspective because otherwise, you know, as you're claiming your identity as a parent, your that story is there and it's coloring everything. And exactly. it, it, 
unless you take it. It's like a little, like a, almost a mosquito. Like it's there, some, you know, going around. It's like, pay attention to me. Pay attention to me. You've got to like learn from this. You've right. got to take this in, and, and, and process it and absorb it because this was intense. It happened to you. Um, mm-hmm. And so you need to like, you can't, you got to go through it completely, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So I think even the concept of saying, okay, I'm going to sit down and write my birth story is a perfect framework upon which to give yourself the time and the permission to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I love the, I love what you said about that metaphor of this, the bee buzzing or the little bug buzzing there. Um, because yeah, it really is. It's, you know, we have a choice, um, but the more we can digest our experiences and um, especially big, powerful, intense experiences like birth, you know, the more that we can process them through um, the more available we are in our present moment, you know, where you don't have this, like, this stuff that's left undigested. I mean, it's like, you know, another metaphor is like eating a huge meal. Like, you, ha- birth is this huge, you know, rich meal. And so we have to be able to uh, digest it. Otherwise, it's going to remain, you know, it's not healthy for our food to just sit there in our bellies. We need to digest it. And so um, through writing, we really have a tool and a container um, to do a lot of that work so that we can be free, so that we can have things move through and we can be more present. Um, in our mothering and our fathering and um, in our, you know, adulthood and our humanity. Mm. You mentioned the, in terms of remembering and how to tell your story, you know, how you tell your story to people in the supermarket or people like that external, not having, you know, with writing a story, you can decide if you share that with anybody or not, just be for you. Um, Right. But most of us, stay at that shallow level and when I spoke to there's an episode I did with Pam England on healing your birth story a while back I'll link it on the show notes um where you know we had I had a little moment like of what are you talking about Pam because she's like yeah I don't think people should be sharing their birth stories and I'm like wait (laughs) wait hold up let's let's talk more about what what do you mean here and I and it was more of if we're used to telling our birth stories in that very shallow fact happening, you know, details mm. matter of fact, right? Because that's what people want to know. They want to know, was it, was it, how long did it last? And did you have any interventions? And then tell me about the baby's weight, like, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Very data-driven. Um, and that not everybody i think the point she was trying to make is that not everybody to be careful of who you share your story with because not everybody is worthy of hearing mm-hmm. that and i'm sure she was referring to not that superficial one that even that get ju- gets judged right people right tell you stuff but to get into the deeper layers of of the story. So you have in your reading in your book, your three layers to a birth story mm. that really reminded me of my conversation with Pam and brought it together into an aha moment of like, ah, this is what she was meaning. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so share with the listeners, what are those three layers to a birth story? Yeah, well, what you're talking about, that kind of like, we'll call it the supermarket um, conversation, yeah. <laughs> um, is there our social script, you know, that's again, like we talked about the master narrative earlier, and this is sort of a version of that. It's like, what are we expected to share? You know, what are, what is the information? What is the story that we're going to 
to share with others after our birth. Um, and it is somewhat limited. You know, um, in the book I call it, so I do have the three layers, as you mentioned, and in the first layer is the story skin. And so this is the surface of our story, just like the surface of our body is covered in skin. And this is where all the facts of our birth lay. Um, and this is also where our social story is. So all the outward things, you know, this is what happened. This is, it's the who, what, when, where, why, how, all of that. It's the context is what I say in the book. It's the context for our experience. It's the setting. It's the scene. Um, but it's not necessarily the full story. And so the invitation um, that I really offer uh, in the book with the second and third layers are to go to go deeper. And I think we all have it. Um, we all have that sense that our, our births were big and transformative and impactful, but we don't necessarily have that social space in which to share those depths. And so in the book, I talk about that story skin and then moving moving deeper, keeping with the body analogy, uh, I talk about the story muscles and connective tissue. So this is the second layer. And this is the kind of our internal. So we have our external landscape with the skin. And the internal landscape is our thoughts and feelings as we are moving through the birth experience. And then our perception of how we were interacting with those around us. So, you know, what was our relationship with our care provider? You know, what were the things that were happening in that relationship as we were moving through birth? Um, how about your partner or your other support people or other family, uh, your baby? It's all that stuff that's going on inside of ourselves as we move through the birth story, the, the outside surface story. Um, and so invita inviting women to and men to explore that deeper layer of what was going on inside of you. What were you thinking? What were you feeling? What was happening inside? What was alive for you as you moved through this profound experience? And then the bones are the even deeper layer. And so the bones are sort of that like um, deep indestructible force um, that like really that like deep, deep structure. So even beyond kind of how we felt and what we thought about our births, this is where we make meaning from our births. And so we can we all make meaning from our experiences. You know, we 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 create stories and we create meaning from our lives um, regardless. Um, but this is an invitation to do so consciously. So what meaning are we deriving from all of those other things? You know, um, the things that happened, what happened in side of us, that sort of thing. Um, what meaning are we making from it? What lessons are we, um, you know, gathering from our experience? Um, and also, this is sort of the deeper layer of spirit and soul, some of the things that we can't necessarily even um, use words to describe about our births, because they are such deep, they can be such deep experiences for us. Um, but but working to um, to kind of hover around that space of like, what was what was my birth really about? Or what did this teach me about womanhood or motherhood or how to be a person on this planet? <laughs> you know, some of those really deep questions um, that birth can evoke, but we don't always have the space to explore. Mm. And it can teach you so much about yourself even, like things you didn't realize you were hiding again uh, away from mm -hmm. or, you know, resistance to being vulnerable or you know, patterns in your life that that it, it brings it all up. It can be birth mm -hmm. is raw, right? Um, yeah. So that's what you could, I mean, you could write a story about any parts of your life, but I find that writing a birth story has that, and, 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 and postpartum story and breastfeeding story, like those stories of struggle, mm -hmm. because it, 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 it does take you to a place where you don't go often. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And our births are really, I see them in many ways as microcosms for the larger aspects of our lives that we're working on, that we're growing through. I mean, there's so much opportunity as we reflect on our births to really gather a lot of wisdom. Um, sometimes it's really hard earned wisdom. So I don't want to, you know, just paint it all as like light and starry, you know, um, but sometimes it's really hard earned wisdom, but we can really gain a lot of insight into ourselves, into relationship, into some of the stuff, like you said, where we're struggling, you know, we're struggling to be vulnerable you know is there something about the expression of our voice and our and our wishes you know um through that experience you know um are we really struggling to find that um that center within where we can really go for wisdom you know so much of mothering ca calls on our wisdom and our intuition as we as we move through it but we also have a lot of noise outside of ourselves about what we're supposed to be doing and how it's supposed to be looking and all of that so there's a lot of richness that comes with the birth experience that um when we can unpack it um, in the right container, we can really gain a lot of valuable tools for ourselves moving forward. Mm. And and I do think that most births, like they all have some difficult to it, and and then like yeah. it's not very very seldom are they all don't require it. even the ones that are super like beautiful and and would be described as perfect. They still had a lot of struggle and and and. It, uh, the opportunity for introspection and learning from that. So, um, yeah, mm -hmm. that's why I think this is really hard work, no matter what type of birth you have. But of course, especially if you had a birth that you're defining as traumatic. And right. so let's take a quick break. But we, when we come back, I want to talk about that a little bit of like, how do you just how do you approach the birth story? And what about specifically for people who come from a perspective of trauma? We'll be right back. Hey, Mighty Ones. It is not uncommon for stress levels to go up while you're pregnant. You may be worried about the health of your baby, or maybe you're anxious about the birth, or maybe you're wondering how you're going to afford all the extra cost. Or maybe you're just guilt-ridden because you're not eating well and exercising and doing all those little things that everyone is telling you to do for the sake of your little peanut. Fortunately, there is one little simple thing you can do that won't take up more than 10 minutes per day and will improve not only how you feel about all these things I mentioned, but also your birth, the health of your baby, and your own immunity. That little thing is meditation, and yup, it can do all this and even help reduce your pain during labor. Don't know where to start? Easy peasy. Check out Expectful, an evidence-based guide meditation app created specifically for new, soon-to-be, or expectant moms. Learn more and sign up for a free two-week trial at expectful.com slash birthful. And don't forget to add the slash birthful part so they know who sent you. We're back talking with Jamie Flares about writing birth stories. And so, Jamie, like, we've done big concepts of it. And the skins <laughs> and, like, okay, if... I, obviously, I'm going to say people go by the book because this is this is not a topic to be done in 20 minutes. But right. give give us a broad spectrum of like how how do you go about writing your birth story? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that the process can look different for everybody. Um, you know, I don't prescribe like a one set formula in the book. Um, I think sometimes, you know, 
writing is inherently messy and complicated. <laughs> I hate to say that. <laughs> um, I always wish that I could make it easy. And I always say, like, if someone has an easy, quick thing, like, let me know. I'd love to see it. <laughs> mm. um, but I think what I've offered in the book is really, I see it as sort of like a menu um, for people to really take what what feels delightful, what feels good to them um, in writing. So my, my intention was to really offer um, – many, many suggestions, many, many ways into your story. And so, um, you know, in the book itself, I talk about how to get into your birth story. So really concrete ways of like, how do I get back into the the energy of my birth? You know, and maybe for some people, you know, they're maybe writing their story 10 years after they've given birth or 20. You know, I have a few stories in the book of, of, of people who have written the birth stories of their adult children. Um, and I have to say on a side note that those are some of the richest birth stories because for some reason that gift of time and perspective yields like tremendous ahas for people as they write. Right. So small side note, it's never too late to write your birth story. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's lots of ways in. And so for, for those of us, whether it's been a few days or whether it's been years, um, how do we get back into our stories? And how do we, where do we start? Where do we, you know, how do we begin? And so I offer many, many tools for that. Um, for example, um, I, I have an exercise in there where we look at um, ways in through the senses. So like, um, what were some of the sights, smells, sounds, you know, those sorts of things that you're that you remember from your birth experience and how do we expand on those? So we start to get the picture, the scene starts to come back and then we're able to sort of um, begin to engage with it through writing. Um, I also have some key questions. So how do you, you know, especially when staring at the blank page feels really daunting, like, well, if you can't do that, that's okay. You know, let's start with some questions, some more specific questions that will help you that feel really manageable, feel really accessible and allow you to begin to open up that memory and open up the details of your experience in a way that feels really uh, unintimidating. So I offer a number of those kinds of questions and writing prompts and that sort of thing. Um, And I also offer things like meditations and movement practices um, to help you get back into the story. Uh, And so those are all sort of like those, what do you do before you sit down to write? Um, I also talk about intention settings. So like, why are you writing your story at all? Um, And I think that that answering that question can really offer us a North Star, you know, and really also offer us some motivation. Um, So it can help guide us and it can help motivate us to, to write. Um, and then making a plan, you know, what's going to work for you. Um, I think sometimes we're like, Oh, I'm just going to wait until like I have a weekend retreat and I'm all by myself in the mountains. It's like, well, that, ne- that it, it can happen, but it's not most parents, new parents, especially realities. Mm-hmm. So we have to figure out how to write right where we are. So can we get 10 minutes, you know, after baby nods off or can we, um, wake up a little early or is there a, you know, how can we make writing work with us right now? Um, and how can we make, you know, how can we engage in this, in this process in a way that feels good to us, um, and, and worthwhile and doable, you know? Um, and so I talk about that and then I also talk about, um, when you actually go into your writing. So some things to think about. And so here I really talk about writing for yourself first, giving yourself really that permission to have no filter and no audience consideration. Um, you can always go back and kind of consider those things later, but I really encourage people to, to just write what feels really true for them without a filter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, you know, I give a number of things like that, you know, writing in your authentic voice. Like you don't need to sound a certain way when you write your story. Like if you're really funny, be funny. If you feel really serious and somber about it, that's okay too. You know, if you, um, you know, if you kind of have a really casual way of talking, like 
right that way, you know? So really giving people permission to own it and feel like it's theirs. It's not like something they have to, it's not like an English class where you have to like master the academic essay, you know? It's like, this gets to be for you. This gets to be however you want it to be, you know? Yeah. Well, and the fact that you can also write it and rewrite it. That was such a beautiful point in the book of how your story is fluid, how it evolves, how it grows, how it changes as you understand it and sort of peel back those, um, the, the layers of the onion. Uh, right. And, and how you were saying, you know, parents who have older kids and then go, so there's no time to write your birth story, right? You can write it whenever. That having that separation of time can create for a very different story than if you just gave birth last week. And Absolutely. I'm not the, like, I don't tend to process things through paper, through writing. Right. I tend, like, I understand there's different pra- pla- different ways of processing. And, um, you know, Pam England says you, you can also draw your story and you can use, use art to do it. Like, this is mm-hmm. just one way. Uh, but I appreciate that you the way you've set up the book, you don't need to know how to write to actually write your story if this is so as an aside there's that you don't need to know how to write to do this um absolutely but one of the things that I like almost created a tradition to force myself to process my story in a different way and to Mm -hmm. create a tradition of sharing stories and listeners longtime listeners of the podcast will know this is uh every year since my daughter's now 12 so every year since she was born on her birthday I tell her her birth story age appropriate and you know yeah and so now it's become first of all it's this tradition where we talk together about it and she asks for her birth story on her on her birthday um but i even though i'm telling it to an audience and i'm and, and i'm editing it to be age appropriate it allows me a chance to revisit my story every year and in that revisiting I can see it changing. I can see things that were, you know, where I was really hung up on stuff not mattering anymore and getting that big picture perspective. Um, So, yeah, the fact that you can write and rewrite that story as many times as you want and from different perspective and angles is really so powerful. Yeah, absolutely. And there's actually a lot of healing and and just... um insights, you know, a lot of richness that comes with that process of, of realizing that your story is not static. In fact, one of the one of the characteristics of um, a trauma story that we tell ourselves inside is that it's stuck. You know, it's a story that's kind of frozen in time and it doesn't have a lot of fluidity. So when we tell our stories multiple times in multiple ways, we see that it's there's a lot of aspects to it, a lot of moving pieces to it. And we, as we continue to evolve, our story continues to evolve. And so whether it's through writing or speaking or making art or moving your body or whatever it is that you're doing to express your story, you can start to, you can witness it and it can kind of witness you um, as you are both continuing to evolve. And so it's, it's beautiful that our stories continue to change. Um, and it's actually, there's a lot of healing and a lot of insight that's possible as we realize that we can change our stories. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, Specifically for a situation where you're considering your story a traumatic one, what it, that can be really hard to even think about it, even try to yeah. approach it, right? What are some ways or techniques that can be helpful for f- in that situation? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have a few things, a few ideas here. Um, one is research on um, therapeutic writing, writing to heal, uh, strongly shows a few things, actually several things, and I have a whole chapter about it in the book. Um, but of the few things they say, and again, this is kind of where the, the birth story layers weave in, is that they found that linking events to our feelings, our feelings and thoughts about the events, um, linking those things can be tremendously healing. So when we can say X happened, I felt Y, and now I feel X, or now I feel Z. You know, when we're able to link thoughts to feeling or events to feelings, that can be tremendously healing. Um, when we can write about our stories, um, oftentimes what, what therapeutic writing has found is writing for 20 minutes a day for only four days has profound benefits on the physical level, like actually boosting the immune system, reducing um, the heart rate, you know, like a lot of profound physiological psychological, spiritual benefits um, to just that. And I think the permission to to just write in those short increments can be really like, ah, okay, like that feels manageable, you know, because I think sometimes, especially when we have trauma, it can feel so daunting to try to, 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 to conceptualize unpacking all of it. And so having those short increments, not only does that feel more accessible and more doable, it also is what is bound to be most therapeutic. So it's, um, so I feel like that takes the pressure off. Um, writing in those short successive sessions, um, finding that connection um, between the events and the feeling uh, and the feelings, um, slowing down, slowing down your process. Um, I definitely want to say as we talk about trauma that um, while writing is a great tool, it's also great to have more support than that, you know, somebody, a, tra a trained professional that you can work through this with because it can be an intense experience. You know, writing about it doesn't make it easy um, and it doesn't like erase all of the emotion there. Um, it can be absolutely a healing tool there, but it's good to have lots of sources of support um, when we are moving through trauma. And it, it takes a lot of courage to to go into our traumatic experiences and to say, even just to say what, what happened and what's true for us is an incredibly brave act. And so I really, for those who are listening, want to honor that and recognize that it's no easy feat. Um, not only is it hard to go through a traumatic birth experience, of course, but um, to, to express it and to, to let it be up and, and, um, and out, you know, moving it around, processing and engaging with it is, is um, incredibly, you know, can be incredibly challenging. Uh, the other activity that I like to offer people for those who have trauma and, it, and those who have um, resistance around writing is let yourself be in that space. You know, maybe sit down and write about why you don't want to write your story. You know, like I'm really scared right now. I'm really, I'm feeling a lot of grief and I'm afraid that if I put that out there and I really look at it, it's going to, I'm not going to be able to handle it, you know, mm. or whatever it might be. Just really allowing yourself that compassion for like, this is where I am right now. This is really hard. I'm really scared. Yeah. That can be a good place to start. And as we say those things and we acknowledge them, I find oftentimes that those things start to shift. Mm -hmm. You know, they start to change. It's like, oh, I've been seen. Okay. Now I can, I can be digested. You know, I can be moved through, you know? Oh, and there's so much of that. Like one of the exercises I do with my my doula clients prenatally is because we know that it, that birth is such a mind-body experience and that mm -hmm. feelings are thoughts that have a physical response, right? That right. those feelings, whenever they show up during birth, can affect 
what happens with the birth because it's a thought that has a physical response right. <laughs> and you want oxytocin to flow. So part of what I, you know, I ask them to do is to focus in and try to work their feet, you know, journal or however it is process and, 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 and explore their feelings during pregnancy about birth right. before yeah. getting to it. So a so that it doesn't show up because these feelings that the it's like your subconscious wants you to acknowledge something consciously and mm -hmm. the, you don't have to fix it. You just acknowledge it. It's like, oh, I'm afraid of that. I am going to be a failure as a mother because and, and then my partner won't love me, whatever. Like there are, tend to be irrational thoughts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But just acknowledging those can then, like you say, they just, oh, I've been seen. Poof. Yes. I'm clear. Yeah, really. It's yeah. so wise. Thank you for doing that with your with your oh. clients. Yeah, really. A lot of it is. And and that's one of the big things for me. Like one of the ahas is even as I was writing was like, oh, you know, sometimes we think like if we've had a tra traumatic birth, for example, and we have like these recurring thoughts of the birth, it can sometimes feel like it's being like it's it added insult to injury. Like, oh my gosh, mm -hmm. and now I'm having all these intrusive thoughts. But I really have come to believe that um, we have this innate wisdom in us that wants to express and process our stories. Like the body, like the, our beings revel in the truth. And so instead of seeing those recurring thoughts as like, oh, it's just this added burden of this thing. It's like, this is my body. This is my innate intelligence's way of, of like asking me, are you willing to look at this now? Like, can we, can we look at this now? Can we, can we, you know, can we look, you know, it's an opportunity and ultimately it's an opportunity for us to integrate it and heal it. You know, our bodies, our beings, we want to heal. And so um, that's kind of the nature of nature. <laughs> we, we heal, it heals, it's self-healing. And so um, the more we can look at it, look at those things, especially our feelings, we don't have a whole lot in our culture that really allows us to embrace our feelings you know so whether it's writing our, our about our feelings or if it's dancing our feelings or you know how do we how do we engage with them how do we get to acknowledge them move them you know that sort of thing so all really rich work you know in pregnancy and birth postpartum you know because like you said it's all so valuable yeah and at the same time you could write you know your story if you're having a hard pregnancy write about that if you're ha like Absolutely. this is a framework that works for anything Mm -hmm. writing yeah. any and all of your stories it's just we know that birth has a particular essence that right yeah that makes it a little a little more spicy for a story right. <laughs> absolutely absolutely it's a lot more packed I say the word rich you know like it's kind of similar it's like it's very rich there's a lot of potency there you know um and also I, I just add kind of to uh, to the point of what we've been talking about is that, you know, a lot of the research on, on therapeutic writing has found the reason it's so therapeutic is because it actually takes more and does more damage to our bodies and our emotions and our, you know, our beings to repress and suppress the truth than it does to express it. And so we actually sometimes think we have sometimes in our mind, we have that backwards. We think, no, I can just keep it kind of in the cellar here and it'll be safe and I'll be fine. But it actually takes a lot of energy to keep it there. Um, it takes less energy um, to to just to, to express it, to say what's there. Um, and we actually free up a lot of our, our being and our energy and our attention when we can do that. So not to make it easy, but because it, it's not easy, but it definitely it can be liberating. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then you can yeah. spend that time, you know, focused on your kids or on yeah. your new identity as a parent or what, you know, like yes. instead of having all that repression 
Yes, totally. Totally. Well, and I also really feel like on the collective level, so we have all this personal internal work that we're doing and, and whether we share our stories or not is a different situation. But when we are willing to, to say what's true, we give other people the permission to say what's true. So if we now start to shift our, you know, start to shift our, our social script about birth, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm going to say what's true. It's like, oh, you hear someone else speak the truth about their birth stories, which is why I love that you have birth stories on your, on your podcast and that sort of thing. It's like we give other women and other, you know, parents permission to tell the truth about their stories too. So it's sort of like this, con- like this beautiful contagious thing <laughs> where it's like, oh, yeah okay, I want to say the truth about my experience too. Whereas, you know, I feel like sometimes we shut that down in each other, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. with our social script. Like, give me the quick and dirty. I don't really want to know the the deep stuff. I just want to know that, you know, we, we lose those opportunities to really learn from each other and to really connect with each other because we all go through these things, you know? Absolutely. And the thing is, I think the biggest shift, like these kinds of, 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 of exercises do provide that shift. And I think they're incredibly valuable but I find that one of the big changes that all this and, and you was as a birth worker good worker of birth can also I'm sure relate <laughs> is that because birth is so messy and it's so vulnerable like to be able to be good and fine and with birth you have to be fine with being uncomfortable yes definitely definitely and and we're not like we as a society like our big master story right there doesn't want you know we tend not to want to be uncomfortable it's quite the opposite like what can make us even more comfortable we don't want to feel any pain we don't want to feel like any cold we don't want to right <laughs> we've gone so far from that and we yeah. also are just run 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 and have so much external stimuli that we're we're both not trying to be comfortable all the time and not giving ourselves space to do some introspection and just think and take a step back of what we're experiencing right for that mindfulness so this whole this whole external pull pull is to get us away from like what you were saying our bodies as 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 beings organic beings that want to heal would like to do and if we can start shifting the story and telling to people hey Let's sit with that discomfort and just be. I'm, right. I'm, you don't have to pretend for me. You can you can just be there and share whatever, and I will listen. And I'm okay listening. I don't I don't need to fix it for you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's what we're all really craving. That's my theory, yeah. anyways. Is that we all really yearn for that? And you know, even in the book, I talk about how you know we're a storytelling species. You know, we've spent most of our um, lives as humans on this planet telling each other stories. You know, and we had that time and space to really connect around that. And that that is a vital part of what it means to be human is to to explore our experiences together. And you know, um, I think we all yearn for that. And it, in some ways, you know, we talk about the discomfort, and that's definitely there. But can it also feel really good to sit in either a circle of other mothers, or you know, a mixed group of parents, or maybe one on one with a girlfriend, and get to that place of truth and authenticity? That can be incredibly nourishing and incredibly healing and connecting. So, yeah, it's like we have to be willing to sit in the discomfort. But there's a lot of of goodness that comes when we're willing to be that brave. You know? Oh, absolutely. And I find that, you know, once you step into the idea of I am okay sitting with the discomfort, it's not so uncomfortable. 
Right. Right? <laughs> like, it just requires a little shift. Otherwise, we wouldn't do doula work. Otherwise, we wouldn't, like... <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> that would not be what we do. Or, or people who do, you know, end-of-life work. That mm-hmm. That's not... It's, it is. You realize that it's just a small step to get through that, to to change your mindset where you're okay sitting with discomfort and then you do find the richness of the truth and and all the possibilities of learning and exploration that it provides to actually witness you know majestic things because like yeah. like storms are like and I'm getting so I, I mean listening to myself I was like what the heck like I'm in a <laughs> cheesy it. tangent of <laughs> witnessing I'm the right storm and the hurricane and the you know the power of it the destruction um but no, but it it is like there's so much to to learn from and admire and and go deeper when you do yeah. choose to take that step. Yeah, and the word that's coming in for me as you talk, and I love what you're saying, by the way, uh, is wholeness. You know, like we can't only look at the light and positive and like perfect side of everything or the easy side of things. Like that's only half the story. That's only half of what's true, you know? And so we have to look at both. And that brings us wholeness. It brings us an opportunity to, like you said, it's like all the weather, like not just the sunny days, but like every day. And nature, we can look to nature for that wisdom. Like, yeah, there's changing seasons. Some things are really hard, um, especially right now. (laughs) What's going on? In our world, some stuff, some things are really destructive and really powerful and really devastating, um, and that's part of what's going on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and we're all in this together. Like we all know those storms, we all know the sunny days, we all know the days where we don't even want to get out of bed. You know, those are really unifying, like universal human experiences. So the more we can just be like, yeah, this is what's happening. It's like, oh, ah, thanks for saying that. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's not easy. Yeah, too. yeah. It's not, we're not yeah. saying like, oh, we're not dismissing it. It's, on the contrary, it's super hard, but yeah. but it's the reality, you know, whether yeah. you're birthing or whether you, with all the tragedy that has gone, that has happened recently, specifically in the U.S., um, well, you know, it's the truth. It is, that's what's happening. So mm-hmm. we're kind of being forced to not, to, to not dismiss it. Mm-hmm. And also being really compassionate with, with ourselves when we are feeling that hesitation and resistance, you know, like sometimes, you know, we all have that kind of, um, that withdraw from that, which is painful, you know? So just to recognize that too, like, I feel like, um, having that compassion for yourself wherever you are is so important, you know, cause again, you don't want, I hope the message isn't like, you know, feel like you can just really expose all of this stuff and feel good about that. Like sometimes there is real wisdom in like, in the slow expression of something, you know, we also have this innate intelligence that lets us process things over time. Like sometimes we're only ready for so much, you know? And so I think there's a real, um, really giving ourselves permission to find compassion for ourselves, wherever we are in our processing of our births, wherever we are in our relationship to our births and really, really loving ourselves right in that place. Cause I think that's also really helpful because, you know, there's so much in our society, so many voices that are like, be here, do this, arrive here, you know? And so it's like, well, here I am right now. <laughs> this is what's going on. So I think that's a big piece too, is just really honoring wherever you are. Mm, and I'm so glad you you mentioned that because yes, that's a that's a key point of it. And bringing it back to your book, you do mention that if your story, you know, stories don't have to be like, and they lived a, happily ever after because they seldom do. Right. But right. it's right. So when you're getting to the end of your story, it can be left in a place of not resolution. 
and mm-hmm. and for, can you speak a little bit about that? Yeah, yes. Thank you for mentioning that. Yeah, I mean, really, that's part of the master narrative. I mean, if you think about the stories we hear in in our in our you know in our social world, like we never really hear the stories. And Brene Brown actually talks a lot about this. She's an incredible pioneer on research around vulnerability and belonging and so many other amazing topics. But um, you know we hear so many stories. We want like that pretty package at the end where it's like, and now everything's okay, you know? Um, and when we're in a story that doesn't feel wrapped up and pretty and clean and like everything's great now, um, we sometimes can feel like we don't have a voice. Like, well, you know, we don't have as many stories of people who are like really in it, like really in their process, really struggling to find the light and really working with the dark. And like, you know, there's, there can be a lot of, um, complication and, and just um, paradox and messiness there. And so in the book, I give people inv- the invitation, you know, um, if the story doesn't have this like pretty clean resolution and now I'm a, I'm a mother and everything's great, you know, if that's not the end of your story, if you're still really struggling with some of those pieces, um, just say that. <laughs> it's okay, you know. So really giving people, t- again, permission to be exactly where they are and know that you don't have to wait until your story's perfect or you feel great and resolved to write, that you can write wherever you are, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Jamie, is there anything else you wanted to make sure we got to that from uh, the book or from the power of writing a birth story? You know, I will just add, um, because we haven't talked a whole lot about Papa's specifically, but the mm-hmm. book does have, um, the book has 18 stories from men and women all over the country, and the, the stories are really diverse, um, but many of the stories are stories from men, and so, of course, you know, the book is primarily um, geared towards women, but um, I do have a whole chapter for men there, and I think that's an important piece, too, is giving men permission, you know, um, I think men are relatively new on the scene of birth as far as humanity goes, um, and they have a powerful experience of birth, too, and a very unique one compared to their partners um and so um encouraging them like the quick thing i would say is men you have a story your story is important um and your processing of that story matters too um the same things we can say about mothers um we can say about fathers as well and so just knowing that the book is for everybody um both men and women and that um we all stand to gain when we digest our like really big life experiences you know yeah uh, yeah I'll absolutely as well and I'm glad you yeah. meant you you reminded me of that because we had mentioned that the book also it's not just of how the power of the story and how to write your story and with specific you know guides and 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 prompts as to how to do that to make it easy, but it also includes a bunch of really good stories written in this manner so that they're right. they're not just the skin shallow level. No, I don't want to say shallow. Like, there's just the skit because it's just data. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the sort of more clinical aspect of a birth story. Right. But also with the, you know, the processing and the feeling and the learning. So they're they're great reads for sure. Yeah, I feel like they're the heart of the book. You know, they're really just the, not only are they models and examples of how different birth story writing can look, um, but they do give um, a lot of richness. And I think there's something that we learn through story, again, going back to that we're storytelling creatures, that we learn in story that we don't necessarily learn in more of a how-to book. Mm-hmm. I think they're both really valuable, but um, I love the blend in this book. I love having the stories there. I feel like they're so powerful, and I can never read through this book without crying. <laughs> it no. might just be me, but <laughs> <laughs> they're just really powerful, beautiful stories of birth. So, oh, Yay. Jamie, yeah. before we wrap it up, yeah, it is a fantastic book. Before we wrap yes. it up, um, do you have any resources for uh, aside from your book uh, for listeners who'd like to know more about 
the power of birth, birth stories. Yeah, I have a few books um, to recommend. And one, um, you mentioned Pam England. So I will say Birthing from Within, which is her body of work. Um, there are some opportunities through the, those programs. Um, I know they do like birth story listening and birth story medicine. So if you're curious about how to use, you know, how to delve into this um, this world of birth stories, I would say I would definitely point you to her work as well. Um, I also really like Tammy Lynn Kent's work on birth um, and mothering. Uh, she has a book called Mothering from Your Center. And and again, if you're if you're yearning for that, which is a little bit deeper um, than just that kind of medical model, like material social story, um, she really gives a lot of great permission and, and offerings in her book and her work. Uh, and then I have. Um, one of my favorite birth story anthologies, in case you're like, I just want to read more birth stories. Um, there's tons of great websites and podcasts and things that you can you know, read and, and engage with birth stories. But um, one anthology I really like is called Labor Day. Um, and it's edited by Henderson and Solomon. And those are really great, rich birth stories that offer us a lot of insight and um you know, rich jewels <laughs> when it comes to birth. Um, and then the last one I have is, um, the last resource is a book by Kate Hopper, and it's called Use Your Words. And this is a this is a book that's all about um, writing about motherhood. So if you're, you know, if you've caught the caught the, um, the fever here of writing <laughs> through your experiences, you know, you don't have to just stop at birth. You can also write about your mothering experiences and use writing again as a tool to digest and process and, you know, heal and honor your, your experiences of motherhood. And so that book is a great resource for that. Mm, fantastic. And yeah. if listeners want to connect with you or know more about you or get your book, like how can they do that? Remind, remind us of the name of the book. Yeah, the book is called Birth Your Story, Why Writing About Your Birth Matters. Uh, and again, Jamie Flares is the author. That's me. And the book, um, the website, actually, my website is jamieflares.com. So I'm sure you'll spell it out in the notes here, but I'll spell it quick. It's J-A-I-M-E-F-L-E-R-E-S.com. And there I offer the book, and I also offer... Um, I do writing coaching and writing editing as well. So I love to be uh, not only a doula for birth, but a doula for, and midwife for those who have a story that is ready to be born into the world. So I, I do that work as well. Yay! <laughs> yeah, so jamieflares.com is how you can connect with me, and I would love to connect with you. There you go. Thank you so much, Jamie, for being on the show today. It's been lots of fun. Thank you so much. It's been such a great honor. I really have enjoyed speaking with you. Mighty Ones, I love to hear from you. So share with me your thoughts, and if there's a certain topic you'd like to know more about, let me know. Go to birthful.com where you can learn more about me, the show, Patreon member benefits, send me messages, and more. I'm also on Facebook or Twitter as at Birthful, so come say hi. And if you're looking to prepare for life with a newborn, then check out my courses at birthfulcourses.com. This episode was produced by me and made possible by you, the Birthful Patreon supporters, and the wonderful people at Expectful. The title song for this podcast is Vive Ace by Kevin McLeod, and the sponsorship song is Air Hockey Saloon by Chris Zabriskie. Find them both at freemusicarchive.org. I'm Adriana Lozada. Please join me next week when I'll be talking to another maternity pro to inform your intuition here at the Birthful Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Mm-hmm.